0: All or nothing for the Oilers. Can Connor Bedard keep up or keep up with the hype? And can the Vegas Golden Knights repeat? All on today's 1420 in the morning. Let's get into her. The following is a presentation of the Belly Sports Media Network. 1420 in the morning, 14 minutes in 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute, hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty 20 in the morning for this 21st day of, uh, of September uh, 2023. Today's uh, show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code. 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpsports.com for all their great articles and other podcasts. Uh, Actually, I'm going to be on the Corner Booth podcast later on tonight. Make sure you guys check that one. I'm going to talk some football with Jared and the boys. It'll be a lot of fun. Anyways, and thank you very much for being a part of our uh, part of the show every day, each and every day here at 1420 World Headquarters. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're uh, watching this later on or if you're uh, listening on the podcast form later on. We thank you everybody for all the support as always here from 1420 world headquarters well the NHL training camps get underway today all the on ice stuff have start happening today Practices are probably happening as we speak all the off-ice stuff was going on yesterday the training the physicals all the stuff that nobody actually cares about I don't think anybody ever really uh, the superstars don't get cut they're always in good shape anyways nowadays it's a different game now than it was uh, 20 30 years ago when you went into training camp to get in shape now you have to come to training camp in tip top shape or uh, who knows what might happen but it's one of those things uh it's all happening now it's all on the go there's a lot of teams uh that are uh, on the uh, the brink of of, uh, winning a stanley cup there's a lot of teams that think they got a chance to win there's a lot of teams that have no hope in winning the stanley cup i got three storylines that i want to talk about that are uh that are really big today we talk about the western conference today tomorrow morning i'll do the eastern conference but there's three storylines that are quite intriguing for me this year uh for the western conference and pretty easy to talk about pretty easy little topics number one uh the, will the Edmonton Oilers actually do something this year will they win a Stanley Cup is there any hope in uh, oil country to get it finally get it done with Connor Bedard or Connor McDavid, sorry, it's already on my head. With Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl and company, is there a chance that they're going to get this thing done finally once and for all and get get uh, get a Stanley Cup back there for the first time since what was it, 1990, uh, when the last time that they pulled one into uh, Northern Edmonton? There, it's not even really Northern Edmonton; it's kind of central, but that's the way things kind of work. Anyways, uh, it's almost now or never time for the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid uh, to win themselves a Stanley Cup. McDavid, Volan told his teammates, asked actually to uh, to get to the- edmonton two weeks early to take part in the uh, captain skates they call him i'm sure every team has this going but he's got a full buy-in from his oiler teammates this year to be uh, on the ice to to get things going so they can hit the ground running today so they've already been at it for the better part of two weeks they're in edmonton at rogers at rogers place uh you, you got to think that this is the, the do or die shit or get off the pot kind of a situation for the oilers uh, last time the, to be the last team standing. they got to find something to get it done. The last two years, the uh, Oilers have lost the eventual Stanley Cup champions Vegas in 2023 and, and Colorado in 2022. They're basically running the same team back that they have the last couple of years, and, and really, why not? Uh, they, they got the best player to ever play the game, not the greatest, but the best player to ever play the game in Connor McDavid. Wayne Gretzky's still the greatest, obviously. And then you he had 153 points last season, and all the hardware required that, he, that could possibly get him into the Hall of Fame. He's probably a guaranteed Hall of Famer all of his right now he's won the uh, everything but a con smythe and a stanley cup he's won all the scoring titles he's won all the uh, rocket richard's the mvps uh, the the uh, you can only you can only win the, the the rookie of the year once the calder trophy once he got that so there's nothing really left for connor mcdavid to do in his 153 points but to win a stanley cup and the, this year has to be the year i think to get it done you factor in a, another thing with um, leon Drysidle is has uh, got one year left after this year to, to win a uh, to get something done with the Oilers, or else he might be getting shopped around a little bit. Uh, it might sound ridiculous, but he's going to want a, a big raise. He's probably the biggest, the best bargain in hockey right now at 129 points last season. In his sleep, uh, you, you got to think that, that this guy's going to want a big raise, and whether they can get a, uh, a deal done next offseason prior to the season starting is kind of something that's got to happen and with the Oilers. He's going to want 13, 14 million bucks, and that'll put him above what uh, McDavid uh, gets paid. McDavid's fine. He'll be defined financially. He'll get a new new contract because his, de- his is done in a couple of years. But you got to think the, dr- the dry saddle McDavid uh, combination has to get it done this year. They're going to be looking to trade to to, to uh, make a deal to so they don't, they don't just lose dry saddle for nothing. Do you trade a, a generational talent like that? No, I don't think you do. You have to get that that thing signed. But you, you got to think that just maybe, just maybe there is a chance that that uh, D- Leon Draisaitl this could be his last full season in oil country, playing through Oilers and everything else. Uh, they, they should have a good chance to, to do some damage this year if they can get the power play going, which was basically automatic last season. They they were tolling around, around at a rate at one point from a 45-50%. It seemed like they were scoring at will. And in the playoffs, they were doing quite well as, as well. Uh, Zach Hyman was a great addition last year. I think he had 86 points. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins was right there with over 100 points, I believe, it was, and so you got to think that this team uh, running running this team back. What they have is is was the right thing to do. They they asked uh, Sam Gagne, ex-Oiler, to back in the fold on a professional tryout. He uh, he he might not not hurt that team at all. And uh, coming back to uh, having that little bit of extra veteran veteran leadership in the dressing room and having something there with a, a Gagner, uh, that's the kind of guy that you want around your dressing room. It, it can't hurt having a guy at, at the league minimum too. Probably having one of those guys like that. It's uh, going to be interesting how that all pans out in Edmonton. The biggest question mark that I have about this Oilers team is obviously uh, between the pipes with Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner. Uh, Skinner was awful in the playoffs last year. There's no getting around that. I'm not saying that they lost. Well, yeah, I'll I'll say it. The reason why the Oilers lost in the playoffs to the Vegas Golden Knights, eventual Stanley Cup champion Golden Knights, was because Stuart Skinner couldn't stop anything. He was quite bad. He wasn't good enough. He flat out was not as good as uh, Aiden Hill. Which is crazy because who is this guy Hill? What? But what Hill did that Skinner didn't. Hill makes all the all the hard ones, a few of the easy ones, and that's what I said about thing That's why I couldn't do. It. I couldn't stop the hard ones or the easy ones. Uh, so it's one of those things. But you look at a guy like Skinner. He's got to get a lot better between the pipes, and he's got to get a lot more mentally strong. He's a year older, so he should be a year a year better. And having that experience last year, knowing what he had to do this year to uh, to right the ship a little bit and, and be the number one guy between the pipes for the Oilers. He's playing on a new contract this year so it should really help Stuart skinner and the orders get something done uh jack campbell i don't think he's got it between the ears at all he was um, he's kind of i don't want to say he's a mental midget but he's it just seems like when things go bad it's a woe is mean he he uh kind of plays the, the he plays the woe is me card a lot uh, and i don't think said so that he's the guy jack campbell fooled me when he was with the leafs i thought he was going to be um a great no, no matter what he played that one great year with the leafs and got that contract four million bucks a year with the with the Oilers so it's going to be interesting to see how that all pans out they got to get some goaltending they got to get it done this year this team needs needs Skinner to be the guy they're going to score enough goals can they outscore outscore teams in the playoffs that's all they have to do is outscore yeah hockey's that easy outscore outscore your opponent but as long as Skinner Skinner can be above average and not bad the Oilers have a really good chance of getting something done and they they want to you really want to get this thing done now because you don't know how many more chances the Oilers are going to have to get this thing done. Like I said, it, McDavid's eight years into his career, uh, two years left on this deal. Uh, dry Cytle might be leaving. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, no spring chicken, although he still looks like he'd be in the high school dances for Christ's sake. But it's, uh, it's interesting to see how it's all going to pan out with the Oilers. Can they get it done? Yes. It's going to be very tough to get by the Stanley Cup champion, Las Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to talk about a little bit later on. Is it going to be tough to get by a Colorado Avalanche team who's uh, Nathan McKinnon's a beast out? there if he can be healthy all season long. It's it's going to see how it's interesting to, to, to see if the oil and uh, the, the the faithful out in oil country if they can get that job done this year. Um Will they? I don't know. It's it, uh, it's going to be a tough road, but McDavid have, having those guys come a little bit early this year and getting them to the, the rink a little bit earlier this year and get, getting into Edmonton and saying, okay, we're committed to doing this. And he's the one leading the charge. He seems like a man possessed, wanting to get that Stanley Cup trophy in it and get himself into that legendary status. There's a lot of guys who don't win Stanley Cups, but with all the hardware that he's got on on his mantle already, you think that McDavid, he's got to get that one done this year. And I think between his ears, he might know that this might be the last year to get it done with the Nice level contract coming up and everything else, and and the way that your your window to win it can be so small. Uh, he's 26 years of age, where he's still still young, but the hockey's a lot different now. Guys don't guys don't play 15, 20 years anymore, and year in year out. If you don't get it get it done next year, land is always next year land. You might not get an, another chance, and this might be the best chance the Oilers have. They have to get goaltending. It's the easiest thing to say about any championship team, but championship teams never win with bad goaltending. They can win with mediocre goaltending if their team is great. But they can never win with bad goaltending, and, that, and that's 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 simple. It's 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 that simple. And they have to get good goaltending out of Skinner. Uh, I I've always said if you have two number ones, you don't have a number one. And they have to give one guy the reins let him run with it a little bit. Get get their playoff uh, stance set early so they can sit Skinner near the end. Because like I said, I don't think. I, I personally don't think that Campbell is strong enough between the ears to uh, to, to go through the rigors of a 16-win playoff, uh, four-round playoff uh, playoff stretch run. He's just not that kind of guy. Something oh, He did have that one really good game uh, in the playoffs last year, but he's just not the guy to get it done. His Skinner's got to be – he's one year older. He's got to be one year better and uh, earn the, some of that money, the contract he's getting. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Number two on my list of uh, what's the uh, – the storylines going into the Western conference this year, it's going to be how, what will Connor Bedard do with Chicago Blackhawks? What are the expectations? Will he uh, match the hype that he's got going on for him this, uh, this season coming up the number one overall draft pick out of the Regina Pats Uh, and let's cool it. Let's all just cool it with the, uh, with the three goals he scored in that uh, rookie game or the rookie showcase game against the St. Louis, uh, St. Louis blues rookies that other night. Yeah, it was fantastic, but you know what? He's supposed to do that. He's been doing that his entire career. He did it. In Regina, he scored 117 points or, or 71 goals last year and 123 points, whatever it was. The kid can score. We know that. He did it in the World Juniors last year. We know the kid can score against that kind of talent. We know what what he is uh, against the younger generation, we, against people his age. We, we get, I get it. So let's just cool it. The bigger storyline would have been is if he didn't do that, that would have been a, bi- a bigger story that if he didn't go out and, and snipe a couple, three goals and get the assist, that would have been a bigger storyline. So let's cool it. It's a nice little story. It's good for Hawks fans to be excited but let's cool it when he starts playing with the big boys and playing against guys uh that are 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 grown men and nhl caliber goaltenders not guys who look like me in there uh then then we'll see what he's got going on the thing is going to be now that he's playing with the big boys uh you got to remember that he's He's going to a team that only had 26 wins last season and 26 wins. And on a last, on a second to last place team in the league. Yes. You got to remember that the Chicago Blackhawks won the draft draft lottery. And to do that, you got to be a terrible hockey team that didn't have much going on last year. now that B- Bedard is going to be out there playing with the terrible hockey team. Uh, what is he going to be able to, or what's he going to be able to do uh, playing with guys like that? Um, just ask guys like the re- rebuilds are hard uh, and building and winning championships are hard. Yes. It has been done in the past. Yes, rebuilds can be quite successful. Successful, but sometimes it, it takes a while. Chicago Blackhawks had their, their rebuild with Kane and Taves. They won the three Stanley Cups, and they got it done in 10, 12, and 14, I believe. So that was a successful one. Sidney Crosby, when they, they got him first overall, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they got their three Stanley Cups. So it can be done. It can. It's. It, it, it is possible. But there's a lot of teams who don't win Stanley Cups and rebuilds. You look at like them, well, there's the Evans Oilers and uh, and uh, and Connor McDavid and how how they're get, not getting it done after eight years. McDavid. How the, the Toronto Maple Leafs haven't got it done when they they uh, they rolled the 18-wheeler down the highway, went over the cliff, and called it good to get Austin Matthews. They obviously haven't got it done. So winning is tough. And the thing about this, the thing about the Blackhawks rebuild right now, they don't have that second guy. Like I talked about the Patrick Kane, and I talked. Talk about uh, Jonathan Taves on on the Blackhawks, and they had a, like, some great defense there with Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook as well. So you can't forget that. And then you talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins with uh, they had uh, uh, Sidney Crosby. Also had a guy by the name of Evgeny Malkin, who's a Hall of Famer, top top top. top, top 50 player of all time uh, on his uh, play play on that same team and a really good goaltender uh, in, in Mark Andre Fleury. So uh, winning a champ, a, a rebuild can be done, but it can be really tough. They, they brought in uh, Corey Perry. I, I, I love Corey Perry on a one-year deal for a million bucks. They brought in Taylor Hall. They, they brought in uh, Nick Felino to mentor uh, Bedard to see what he can do to help out, to, to t- teach the kid how to be a pro. The kid knows how to play hockey, but being being a pro and playing 82 games, being away from home, uh, traveling across the country and on and on and on and the media pressure that's going to that's going to happen with Connor Bedard and with the attention he's going to get is going to be very tough. So you got to think that having him out there and getting those three or four guys, the aging veterans are not going to help you a whole bunch, but having those aging veterans can hurt the team, but will they help the team? It's uh, going to be hard to replicate what Crosby did, what Kane did, what Taves did. It's going to be really hard to get that done. And like I said, McDavid hasn't got it done in eight years. Uh, but Bedard- is a really good player. Uh, he's a, is, is he going to be a great player? Who knows? The kid's 18 years old. Um, he, he's shown he can do it against his peers, but can he do it against the big boys and do it against men? It's hard to say. I don't know if he will get it done. Is he going to get 100 points this year? I doubt it. I, is he going to score 50 goals this year? I doubt it. I'm not saying he won't, but I'm saying he, like the, the kid's got a legendary shot, a legendary release. It's it's really like I've seen him here in Lethbridge a couple of times. He's a hell of a player, and he can shoot the puck. I found him to be a bit of a floater, but he was playing against junior age caliber and whatever. And the the vagina patch weren't very good. So I I found it to be a bit of a. uh... Wait and wait and see what happens, but that's just me and that's old guy get off my lawn, lawn speak. But uh, I think he's going to be uh, like a 32 33 goal guy, 40 assists, 72 point, 75 point kind of a guy. That, that's my prediction. The Hawks will finish out of the playoffs again. You, uh, to make the playoffs, it's really it's, it's tough because you got so many teams just ahead of you right there. You can think of three or four or five teams right now that aren't taking a back seat, and the Blackhawks didn't get any better. Yes, they're going to be better than they were last year with the additions they made, the aging bets that they got there that can only help the, that, that team, but they aren't going to be good enough to keep up with the rest of the Western Conference. And speaking of the Blackhawks, I, I, well, it's not, it wasn't Blackhawks at the end of the season. I, I wonder where uh, Patrick Kane's going to end up. Is he going to end up back with the Blackhawks? Maybe he wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a, a, a bad thing to hit for him to end up back there because he can take the microphone away. because it, it would still be Patrick Kane's room. Welcome him back. It wouldn't be a bad move to bring him back on a, at a reduced rate somehow, find find a way to get a deal done. It probably won't happen because of the other signs that they made. And then when they bring in Taylor Hall, that was basically saying we got to start a, a new generation because the money could have been spent there and everything else, but you wonder where uh, Patrick Kane is going to end his uh, Hall of Fame career. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I feel like maybe you're back with the Rangers, maybe uh, maybe his hometown Buffalo. That's, that might be another place that Patrick Kane might end up to finish off his uh, legendary Hall of Fame career. And number three for me, uh, storylines to watch of this uh, NHL season coming up, that training camp started today. Uh, can the Vegas Golden Knights repeat as champions? It's really tough to do in the salary cap era. Um, only two teams have ever done you, you talk about the one-and-a-half cups, that's what we call it here at 1420 World Headquarters, that, that Tampa Bay won, uh, the, got the one in the bubble in 2020. You, you look at the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins in 2016, 2017, uh, the great Sidney Crosby obviously won those two Stanley Cups with Evgeny Malkin up by his side, uh, but it hasn't happened before that in the non-salary cap era, the 2000, or 1997-98 Detroit Red Wings with those great Eiserman teams, Scotty Bowman coach teams, and uh, on and on and on, but those, those teams were uh, without a salary cap, and uh, they could go to spend Little Caesars money non-stop, and the great, uh, like he says, he's great, Ken Holland was the the mastermind behind just signing players to these astronomical contracts, but winning a uh, Stanley Cup in the salary cap era is tough. It's tough at the best of times, but winning a a cup in in the salary cap era is tough. Yes, teams have figured out how to circumvent the salary cap and a long-term injury reserve, but this guy here, hide some money here, and and do whatever that is to do, and the Vegas Golden Knights did that last year, getting Mark Stone basically to sit out most of the season, can Came back for the playoffs and uh with his long-term injury reserve and they have robin leonard uh, eating, eating up some money so stone sat out most last year to rest his back he's had two back surgeries in his career but kelly mccrimmon and crew have figured it out better than anybody how to get this thing done and that, that was one of the reasons why the uh, the uh, vegas golden knights won that stanley cup championship last year can they do it again i think they have a really good shot at doing it one they have really 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 big strong Gritty, nasty, a little bit defense, led by Alex, two-time Stanley Cup champion Alex Pietrangelo, and and three-time Stanley Cup champion Alec Martinez, who got two with the uh, with the uh, L.A. Kings back in the 2010 eras. But you you look at those teams like that defense was strong, could move the puck, they did whatever they wanted, and they they didn't give up many chances. And when they did have, they did give up chances. They weren't great chances. Uh, they, they, all they had to do was rely on a guy by the name of Aiden Hill, who nobody really have ever heard of before. He that he just had to make all the uh, all the easy saves, a few hard ones. Like I said. And then they were on their way to winning a Stanley Cup in, quite easily last year in the finals against the Florida Panthers, who kind of blew their load a little bit in the second round against uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But you, you look at this this Golden Knights team. Jack Eichel's got a full year, hasn't been healthy a whole bunch throughout his career. But last year, he led, led the, the uh, playoffs in scoring for the Vegas Golden Knights. So it's a situation where they have a team that can do a little bit of damage. Mark Stone, if he can stay healthy-ish uh, all year long, give him some time to rest and have one of those situations where he's got, got some time to play. And they got a good core there that can get it done. Uh they they they're committed to winning. The biggest X factor that the Vegas Golden Knights have is that their their ownership and management's commitment to winning. Uh owner Bill Foley's wanted, he said we we wanted to win Stanley Cups in year five and only took one more in by, by getting to year six. Uh when he signed William Carlson to his big deal uh for, for eight years, he said he wanted to see three three Stanley Cups in that eight year span with with uh with uh, Carlson on the roster. He got the one. They were uh, talking about that when the pitchers were taken, getting the Stanley Cup. He says, there's one. We need two more out of you. And so Foley and McCrimmon are committed to winning. And they don't get emotions get in the way of anything that, that goes on there. If they see something that's not working right, they fix it. If they need, to, if, if they see the coach isn't winning, they they, they fire him. They get it done. They get it done right now. And that that that's a huge factor that they don't let emotion get in the way of, uh, of anything. And they go out and they get it done and they, they find ways to make this team better year in, year out. And that, that's something that a lot of them Ownership groups don't do. Yes, they try to win, but nothing like this. They're a little bit cutthroat. They're a little bit gritty, and I quite like that. I wouldn't bet against the Vegas Golden Knights return to the Stanley Cup Championships. I, w- I wouldn't see it, I don't see them not getting a chance to win themselves a the Stanley Cup again and that team's poised to win a few uh they're they're young enough dumb enough and, and uh, they can they go out and play and they're, they're like i said their management group is what is what can push them over the top they don't care they want to win and mccrimmon seems to know the rules and his group of uh, analytics guys and their their accountants they seem to know the rules better than anybody else they've been to stanley cup finals twice in their six-year existence they, they won it the once uh there's a lot of teams they don't get stanley cup finals uh, for a lot of years talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll talk about them tomorrow on the Eastern Conference three uh, three big stories. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all gets done. Uh, Vegas is, is going to be in tough, obviously, when they face the Oilers, who were poised to win one eventually. They, they got to get something done soon with McDavid, and you can't forget about the the uh, the, the uh, Stanley Cup champions the year before with the Colorado Avalanche. Mc- that uh, Nathan McKinnon is probably one of the top three hockey players in the world, and uh, so you got to think that he's going to be one to get back to the winner's circle. The Western Conference is going to be a tough, going to be a dogfight to get it. But uh, I think that there's a chance that one of those three teams—the Oilers, the the uh, Colorado Avalanche, or the Vegas Golden Knights—have a very good chance of winning a Stanley Cup this year. The East is okay, but maybe that 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 West is just over and above. Problem you got with that is that those three teams will beat each other up a little bit, and getting to the finals can be a little bit tougher and it can wear you down. But it didn't seem to slow the Vegas Golden Knights a lot down last year. It was a foregone conclusion when the final started. They were going to beat Florida, and and they proved they got it done. It should be an interesting season, how it all turns out. Make sure you guys uh, keep tuning in to 1420. We're getting more and more hockey-centric, more football-centric as we get going. The baseball playoffs uh, are getting going right away, too. So it's an exciting time of year to be a sports fan, so just make sure you guys keep tuning in to 1420. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, and uh, we'll we'll keep the hits on coming. Anyways, here's a a little word from our friends at Seeky. The Foul Baller If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. All right, right on, on this, this, day this day in. Two. in two. 2008, the New York Yankees played their final game at the house at Ruth built, Yankee Stadium versus the Baltimore Orioles in front of 54,610 people in the Bronx, New York. The Yankees improved their record on the season to 85-71 and and Andy Pettit got the win on the mound to improve his record to 14-14 and on the season. Jose Molina became the answer to a trivia question that night as he hit the last home run at the old place, a two-run shot off of Chris Waters in the fourth inning. The Yankees finished out of the playoffs that season at The last season at the old place before moving across the street in 2009, where they won a new World Series. That's a fair ball. this date in 2008 and more to more two from yankee stadium but, it's I, yankee, uh, purchased, but I guess i guess some time ago but anyway happy and, uh, 60th birthday happy. to cecil fielder born on this day in 1963 in los angeles california fielder was drafted twice as an amateur 31st round by baltimore 81 and then in the fourth uh, round by kansas city in 82 Fielder began his big league career in 1985 with Toronto, but really hit his stride after a couple seasons in Japan and signed for the Detroit Tigers in the 1990 season. He led the major leagues for two years for 51 home runs in 1990 and 44. the title. Jose for 44 in the 91 season. Fielder played 13 years in the big leagues for 319 uh, home runs, 1,008 RBIs, a batting average of 255, three-time All-Star, and a World that's in only the third ball hit over the roof in Tiger up, Stadium. You bounced over. No one has cleared it during the game point. in the fly. Uh. His son, to uh, played the big leagues. They don't get along very well. I don't, I read up something that I can't remember what happened there, but him and his son don't, uh, they don't see eye to eye and haven't spoken to, to each other in years, I guess. So I don't know what the deal was there, but uh, probably none of my business. If they don't want to talk, who cares, right? It's not going to affect my life anyway. Anyways, there's 1420 uh, in the morning for this 21st day of September. Um, that song's in my head. now the Mr. Twins, never, of September. Anyways, that's 1420 in the morning. Make sure you guys uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Listen to the podcast about a whole bunch more. Listen, to, you can listen to all, all the episodes. We've got a lot going on. Like I said, I'm on the corner booth podcast with Jared and the boys tonight, another belly up uh, network on talk, some NFL football. And then uh, Dave and I are going to uh, get into our usual uh, Thursday night shenanigans, beer, sports, and shenanigans. Like we say later on tonight. So that should be a busy day here, but lots going on. So uh, make sure you uh, keep following the show and uh, enjoy it. And uh, that's all I got. Anyways, make sure uh, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a great day, folks. And we will talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.